What a Woman, conversations with powerful women who share powerful stories. This podcast was created by me, your host, Caroline Lyons, and my friend and producer, Sarah Benner, two mums searching for inspiration. And we hope you'll be inspired too. We're thrilled this series of the podcast is sponsored by Serenity Spa, a luxurious hidden gem you will find located inside the Rose Hotel Tralee. Welcome to the podcast, Maeve. Thank you so much, much for coming. We really appreciate it. No um, I heard on the way in it's actually National Compliment Day, okay? Oh, I don't yeah. know if you knew that. And it's, it, <laughs> it's not hard to think of compliments for you, I have to say, for oh. for today. Not only do you look great, but um, just looking at your kind of your resume, really, in sport and in business, it's oh. so impressive. Coming from when you were younger and being, you know, excellent at taekwondo and a, a black belt, which I mean, I don't think I've ever met black belt. <laughs> um, and then coming up, running your own fitness studio, then buying and managing two gyms, mm. um, and then training yourself now as as a strong woman. I mean, and you're a mum as well and mm. a business entrepreneur. So it's just fantastic. And Thank you. I think also it's a positive message in terms of, you know, obviously you're in your 40s now and probably, I, I imagine, like in peak physical shape. Yeah, I feel it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I think it's, it's really inspiring to see that. Um, but as I'm thinking of some of the women listening who pay, may be at a similar stage in life but have had all these other priorities that have meant they might have let their health and fitness go a bit, mm. you know, either bringing up children, busy with work, maybe elderly parents are starting to yes. need them, yeah. and your health and fitness kind of falls by the wayside a bit. And I just, I suppose, I, I know I've, I've read you say you've never used age as an excuse, you know, yeah. it makes you more determined and focused. I wonder how we can kind of encourage listeners to get focused on their health. Why should they at this stage in life? Well, uh, I'm going to sound like it taskmaster now but I just really feel like it's it's at the point with, with looking after yourself eating well lifting weights which is probably even more important the older we're getting resistance training as opposed to anything else but it's not like something that's oh that's a good idea to do that it, it, it's a non-negotiable in, in my opinion it's something that we have to kind of prioritize as opposed to just dabble in and out of so yeah so I'm, I'm, I'm quite passionate around because it's it's not just going by myself and my own training and my own body. Like I've worked with hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of women over the years. Like when I started first as a registered, we'll say trainer, I was 18. So like I'm 20 plus years in, in the business. And you just see the change that happens with women, especially from lifting weights. So what I do try to encourage, you know, in, in the kindest way I can get it across is it's not something that's just a good idea for you. It's something that I would see as a non-negotiable. Mm-hmm. So whatever way you have to find a way to make that work in your life, that's what you do. So I could just give an example of, I could give examples of clients, but if I give an example for myself, when Irla was a tiny baby, I'm a single mom, so I couldn't really get to the gym. So it was just a matter of what could I possibly do at home um, to do good resistance training sessions. And then things got a little bit easier as he got older um, and getting to the gym for me, I just have to literally plan it in as if I'm my own client. So I write in, do, do you know what I mean? So I have all my clients written into my diary every week, even though it's the same people at the same time. But I write them in because I just, I'm a planner. Um, I think being organised is a huge part of it. I don't just 
drop into the gym or arrive on or go, oh, I think I'll go to the gym now. Uh, it's planned in to a T as if I'm planning in, like Sarah's coming to me at two o'clock. I'd actually write my own name in to the diary and that's okay. when I train. Yeah. And the, I suppose, now, this idea of the resistance training, I think in part preparing for today and some of the training I've been doing recently, I didn't realise the importance of, of some of the weights and resistance. I think as women, a lot of us, particularly at this age, it's more we, try, we want to try and keep up, you know, control our weight, burn yeah. calories, that's the focus and we might all be, you know, trying to go and mad at sort of aerobics classes or it's yeah. all cardio. I mean, what, how should we think about the best types of exercise for us and what mistakes might we be making? I think the, the, main, the main mistake, you've kind of covered it there, Caroline, it's, it, it is this emphasis on I should be leaving the room wet with the sweat. I look at my watch, I've burnt all these calories. No, and, and again, I'm not a black and white person going, that's bad and do this instead. It's, it's not that simple. That cardiovascular work is important too, or HIIT training, anything like that. Of course, it's good for you. You know, if you were doing it once or twice a week, or you could just do low-level kind of moderate cardio, getting out for your walks, getting fresh air. That has importance with cardiovascular. So anything with your heart, your blood vessels, blood pressure, uh, your lungs, that, that's that side of your health. But the difference with resistance training, so adding it in, I'm not saying you have to take one out to replace the other, but I would kind of teeter down on the cardio and teeter up on the strength training or resistance training um, because it's just been proven like the benefits for perimenopause and menopause to help with your hormone profile, you know, so using your strength, using your muscle. The older we get, unfortunately, like I'm over 40, as especially into 50s, etc. We're just losing more and more muscle mass. And when people think of muscle mass, they think muscle mass. I'm just talking about the normal muscle we have in our body, so the, we're not... The back, the back wings. <laughs> this kind of thing, you know. <laughs> but, yeah, like from lifting weights, okay, you do, you you, you tone up. You're, you, you become much denser and stuff like that. But I'm talking about, like, even just that you, you're not fragile growing older. That but you're how independent. How relate to hormones? So I'm thinking perimenopausal because I'm definitely in that stage. Yeah, the, it, so it comes in about like these drops we get even in our natural levels of testosterone as women, mm -hmm. you know. So it, it has been proven to help regulate with things like that. Um, the muscle mass is part of it. The posture is part of it. It's just, you know, it's, it's almost with age, even the discs between our vertebrae, everything kind of degenerates and shrinks small hunched over you know and we're trying to counteract that you know so I've seen it myself with the women I work with and when it's the emphasis is put on strength not a thousand reps at a light weight and I'm not saying either you have to jump up to this scary stuff you see other people do there is somewhere in between and I mean you go to a trainer you learn it in a very systematic very gradual intelligent approach where you're just getting you know you're progressing bit by bit um but to where you're actually sh shifting a bit of weight um, and challenging your, your joints, your muscles and ligaments and uh, in that type of a way. So it's, it's hugely important, physiologically speaking. Nothing else will really hit the money like resistance training does. I suppose you know, some women might, can be a bit intimidated by the idea yeah. of weight, either going into a gym or a class. <clears throat> I suppose you might have this idea in your head of all these people with big muscles yeah, in the mirrors yeah. and think, oh, it's not for me. I, and, you know, what, what about women that might feel like that? I'd say the best thing you can do is, again, we all like um, catastrophise, don't we, in our brains about something or we think about, oh, 
you know, I worry sometimes because I am so strong that people are going to like scream for you, maybe I, I'd never be like that or I couldn't be. It, it, you're not expected to go from zero to hero kind of a thing. Just any, any uh, slotting at all into your life of doing more strength is going to help you. Um, the best way practically to go about it would normally to be um, uh, get on to an actual fitness professional or a personal trainer. It takes the thinking out of it then. Like, how are you supposed to know? Like, someone could say, like, uh, you know, barbell back squat, and you're like, what's that? What weight am I supposed to lift? What? You take the job out of it, you know, out of yourself, and you make an appointment with someone who doesn't know what they're talking about. Um, and it can be that simple. You know, it's like we were talking about going to facialists earlier on. I'm not going to start doing a load of reading about... Yeah the different layers of the skin and what different acids do, I'm going to pay someone to fix, fix me. Yeah, yeah fix, yeah, fix me, exactly. <laughs> Sort my face out. So you go to a trainer. Um, well, I go to a facialist. <laughs> That's why. But I mean, yeah, so it's it's important to just find a trainer. And you do actually learn then as you go along and the confidence builds. Appointment after appointment after appointment, the confidence starts to build and the love for it starts to build. And I've, I've just seen it for too many women, you know, getting into it. They are into it after a while. Yeah, yeah you can get pretty more, addicted to it. Yeah. We were, we were talking about this, like you were saying, you really need it, don't you, Pardon? Yeah, yeah. I'll get, I, I mean, I definitely, I mean, that mentally, if anything, you know, I get a real dip in my mood if I don't okay. exercise for even a few days, you know, and, you yeah. know. And um, we can come on to that actually as well. But also, I, I, we, we, I've been just happened to have been doing more weights through a class I've been going to. It wasn't intentional. And I have to be honest. At first, Sarah's in the same class, and I, I was a bit resistant and kind of um, <laughs> my poor trainer was getting sort of evil looks when he's coming over <laughs> trying to up the weights. And um, shout out to George there. But um, you know, I've realised st- it's great. I started to feel strong when I was lifting things yes. at, at home, and I noticed. A bit more definition, and even my boobs have got. I was genuinely lifted, lifted, because yeah. your pecs underneath have lifted. I'm <laughs> I tell you, they've given up on life after breastfeeding. Now that at least that, uh, and that, uh, so I, I thought, oh, this is this is working. Good. But again, I wasn't educated. I didn't realise what the fact. Other, other than that, the more important thing was is this muscle muscle mass strength. And actually, yes. Sarah, you were saying. You know, your your mum's um, was saying she's in her seventies. How she wishes she knew what we when well, we have the knowledge now. Like she has terrible osteoporosis and she's really struggling. Her knees, her hip, and I think loads of that generation do. But my yeah. mum said they didn't have the knowledge. They didn't. No. You didn't do stuff like that. I mean, few people went to the gym, but yeah. Whereas now we do, and it is brilliant to know this for the future. Yeah. Like I certainly. I don't want to be like my poor mom who's struggling with her knee and her hip and yeah, it's and that's what I'm saying about that fragility thing because we're 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 healthy and it's sometimes it's you know you think to the future going that'll never happen to me or it's ages away it's 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 not like and we can do so much about it though but like going back to what you were saying about the trainer having more weights that's fair play to him he should be you know what I mean and it's because yeah. it, you get stronger no matter if someone says to me oh I'm so weak I wouldn't know I wouldn't be able no matter what, if you were going to a class like that or a PT and you're lifting light weights and then that progressively overloads over time, everyone gets stronger. And like you were saying then, it's so cool when it transfers into stuff you're doing at home or lifting a child or lifting or moving furniture or something. You're like, oh my God, I don't need anyone for this. Yeah. Do you know that kind of way? It's a lovely feeling. Um, 
and it does kick into like what your I often think my mom would be I suppose late 70s I don't even know because she won't tell us across but like late 70s maybe 80s and it was the generation of um you know how small and skinny could you be and I think yeah. that was still there for us as teenagers mm-hmm. uh, definitely it's all about being you know skinny and skinny is pretty and I suppose I was always sporty thank god I always kind of kept it up but I was in the minority it wasn't I think would you agree even when oh, we totally. were younger it oh. was not girls didn't do sport no yeah, I, really. I would have been one I've got much sportier as I got older and I, yeah. think I, I was that 90s generation it was the wave look I did fall into those traps I was unhealthy for a while um, with my weight because you, okay. know, you just you felt that you know this was sort of all the messaging yeah. that you have to be, be skinny to be attractive and just take up this yeah. space in the world and mm. um, it's, it's so dangerous and now I think it's great if the younger generations like our daughters come up and think it's great to be strong well strong fit. is yeah being strong and fit being, yeah, yeah it really is and thank god it's changing because we'll say if from when we were teenagers you're in the minority if you were doing sport or mm. fitness or anything like that I think the only reason I kept it up is I did it because I lived in a small village and it was just boring and I was doing getting football that's how it all started and then I, I, I my mom wasn't into sport and I would have gotten a lot of you know, you're a tomboy, you won't develop properly, don't do it. Mm-hmm. And my personality is to do it then, right? Okay. <laughs> so if I was probably yeah. told not to do it, I probably wouldn't have done it. Do you know what I mean? It was just the opposite. I'm a bit of a rebel, so I was like keeping this up anyway. So, but I was in the minority. But if you see it now, like if I walk into the arena, you could walk in there whatever time of the day and there could be five or six girls in their teens and early 20s rocking around knowing what they're doing. So the the younger girls, it's becoming a norm now, where yeah. it's not a norm for us. So it's really encouraging for that generation and future generations, yeah. you know. I think it really changed, it pivoted kind of with our generation. Big time, yeah. Because yeah. we're the, like, we're the kind of women that, I still have clients that are in their 40s that would have started coming to me in their 20s. Mm-hmm. And in their 20s, weren't as maybe um, resilient, even up here, for the exercise. Then into their thirties and forties, I find that I think women just get stronger and stronger and stronger in mind. It's there, stronger mm-hmm. between the years, yeah. and then that kind of translates into their training, and and then the confidence gets added from doing it for weeks and months. And next thing, you have a woman in her forties and fifties going, "I'm I'm more able-bodied now than I've ever been in my life." That's why I go back to age. If anything, I think it's a plus. I really do, you know, give me a woman in her 30s, 40s, 50s, um, any day, because you you just know, I don't know, it's just, I, I know I'm generalising there a little bit, but I just feel like there's this, this mental toughness that comes yeah. with age a bit. I suppose weight, weight especially for women, still at, at our age, we've still got these hang-ups from the past, mm. and it gets harder to shift when you're in midlife, and part of that is hormonal as well. You were talking, Sarah, about how the weight kind of comes up, yeah, it sticks in the switched. middle. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'd be naturally pear-shaped, but somebody recently said to me, or read it, that when you're menopausal, it comes up from your ankles nearly, it just creeps up. Like, I mean, it's... Women, we have it pretty tough. We, so if yeah. I don't work out and watch what I eat, I balloon like I can't yeah. even. So it's it's necessary. But I suppose the reality is for a lot of women is if you have a couple of kids, you're working a job, 
It's yeah. to fit it in. It's, yeah. That's that's the problem, I think. Yeah. And that's all you can do is just to literally sit down and plan. You're right. Yeah, schedule it in. You know, I, I, I the best I can do is every Sunday, like, is my day of being organised, right? So I might think of what meals we'd like for the week. I write a shopping list. I do a load of batch cooking. I look at the week ahead. It's kind of repeatable for me, but not all, not always because there's appointments. You have to bring my son's name is your life to do this. You have to do, and I literally I know it sounds so boring, but it works every day, every hour nearly. Now you get quicker at it, and I know then this happened, and then I look at the the, the, the gaps, and now I'm going. This is where I have to train here, but I've only got forty five minutes, so I have to bring him to school, so I want to have my together there and then you know so it's all you can do Sarah is just plan it as best you can yeah um, and like I said it might have to knit into your working day and, and sometimes that's a good thing because you know sometimes you go home in the evening and you have to go again mm. um but it is that boring like and I know I sound like a bit crazy it's not like I'm crazy about the food as in I'm I'm actually very you might want to get into this now but I'm actually very traditional about how I think people should eat and I think all this tracking and counting and weighing has ruined us mm. I think that's the ruination of how people are eating now it's absolutely obsessive mm-hmm. so when I mean I'm planning my food I just mean what am I buying I'm making a stew this week or I'm making a batch of curry because I, I can't have time to cook every day so there's certain batchy things I do and then buy everything else in so I'm not looking for anything during the week because I don't have time and, and that's that done and just to sum up I mean we don't want to get too much onto the to the, mm. to the weight and diet side of it but are there, are there one or two key pointers you could give for, for women obviously that part of their what they might be trying to achieve is to lose some weight as well as to get fitter and stronger yeah my biggest thing is not to be afraid of food you know I think we're, we're afraid of food we immediately see it as calories stay away eat less carbs do you know like the stuff we were brought up with I would say very natural, very whole foods. Don't be afraid of any foods. Uh, don't be afraid of carbohydrates. Like I eat potato a lot. I eat sweet potato, rice. Do you know, I eat pasta, but I buy these clever little tricks. Like, you know, you can buy spelt pasta mm-hmm. or red lentil pasta as opposed to wheat pasta because wheat just makes me go and I feel horrible. So staying away a bit from whites. Is it kind like, of like, pasta? yeah, or just very processed. Just, just go back to the simple basics. Go yeah. back to the simple basics. But I just find stuff like go handy with stuff that are sweet based because I think a lot of people might say, Oh, I'm intolerant. I think we're all a bit intolerant to wheaty things. You do feel like very <sighs> from white breads and white wraps and quite normal wheat pasta. So you can make little changes with things like that. Um, and that's doable. Yeah. That's doable. And dairy and meat, just try and bring it down a bit. Mm-hmm. It's very inflammatory kind of a thing. So, you know, just try and if you could go for veggie options here and there just to be flexible that way and for our listeners as well Maeve I mean in fairness you mentioned like you're a single mom so mm. it's not like it was that easy for you either no. you know like I mean because people could be listening going well in fairness now Maeve I'm so glad you said that <laughs> yeah but yeah, I, I, I think your reality is a lot of people's reality you know as in they could have husbands away or they're separated yeah. and they also have to try and find the time so it is doable like it's doable yeah it's doable you have to be like it it's just trying to find this lovely balance of being gentle with yourself right so it's not like when i was trying to get back in shape after your that and to be honest anyway i wasn't trying to think oh how can i lose the weight i was like i need to get strong again that was always my emphasis and everything else sorts itself out 
but it's this find this balance of being gentle with yourself and the situation you're in but also being trying to find the harder kind of elements of your personality to finding an answer and problem solving and have, I suppose really having a bit of ownership over yes. yourself and the fact no one else is going to look after nobody your body come and you, save you no you, you no. have to think you have to make that bit of time to prioritise however you can definitely and it's the ownership that's the yeah. perfect word for it because Sarah it does come back I do I, you know I'm not giving out but I do get that a lot and you know I might be talking to someone asking me for my advice I give the advice and then it's like well it's fine for you because you know it's your job or it's fine for you you've always been fit. it's not you know I've had to really really find solutions and work really hard like I found myself a single mother when my son was months old like a baby you know that must have been really tough really tough my whole reality changed and it was sink or swim at that point in my life I had a new baby and I was on a career break from my lecturing position but I was to go back I'd opened the Newcastle West Arena very young gym and I was about to be opening the Trilly one so there was so much going on and it was sink or swim and uh yeah, I had to have a chat with myself. I was like, I could sit down and eat monster munch and cry every night and have a couple of glasses of wine, or I could, not that I still don't have monster munch and every glass of wine here and there, because I do, but just this whole general thing of I have to get my life and my health in order. As much as I adore my baby, I had to be like, if I'm not right, what am I supposed to do with him and the gyms and everything else? So I prioritised sleep, food and training. And then my mental state got better because of sleep food and training but did it take time to pick yourself up i mean how, how yeah. do you swim it, you, it, it must feel so so, so lonely and you're, yeah. you've only got yourself to yeah. rely on haven't you yeah and to, to look back now it's almost like i can't remember like nearly how i did it do you know do you know if you ever had anything traumatic and then it's only when you look back years later but when you're there, mm. you're there. And all I could do, like, I don't have all day. Like, I'm still the one going around bawling, crying, and snot's coming down my face. Do you know, it's not like I was, like, you know, having a Diana Ross moment going, I'm fine. I wasn't. But you go day by day, and I had responsibilities. And maybe that's what was so good about it. I had responsibilities. I had to be okay for Irla. I had to be okay for the gems. I had to pay the wages. I, you know. So maybe, in, in a, even though that's a pressury thing, maybe that's what served me well is because I had to be responsible to other people so I had to show up healthy and well but you know it was all good you know it was all good stuff for me then because then you start coming out of the fog and weeks and months pass and you really find your mm. I started to find my groove like but the, there's a lot of wearing in bringing up a child yeah so there's the, when he's sick and you're you can't like what do you do then it's it, yeah that it's, was hard like yeah. I, I it's almost like that's why I went his nutrition was just as important to me that's the only way I could control I all I could do is try and make him as healthy as possible because I did like if he's sick I'm, I was a big goose now I have a very good child minder back then so I just muddled along it just worked it was just okay and he'd see his dad at the weekend so I had that little slice Window. of time yeah to myself and to kind of you know uh, recharge myself and kind of get on again and get ready to go again. But um, yeah, I mean, we 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 spoke to um, Paula Winters on our last podcast and yeah. she was telling us that there was a period in her life for several years where she was single, and you know she was saying it was hard as well because 
you know, you might you might not have friends to go away with because they're they're busy with their kids or off with yeah. a partner, and you might be left out of things, not intentionally, but just you know, it can be quite a lonely time from that point of view. I mean, would yeah. you would you sort of it, yeah. experience that? It was, and all I could do was just rely on my friends, and I think that's where you know I have some great male friends. Don't get me wrong, I'm very fifty fifty, but I think at times like this, it's, it's, it's your female friends. Mm. Mm. Kind of just, and even if they were in different counties to me, because I live in County Limerick, like Leona would be an example, she's not in the same county as me, but I'd lean on them and I'd plug into my female kind of strength with other women. And, um, and you know, sometimes it was I lonely, yeah, and it, sometimes it's okay to feel the feelings of being lonely because all my thing is to just distract always and distract you. Sometimes you just have to literally go through it, go through it. Um, so God, yeah, so I even look back now and kind of go, Jesus, how you know, I don't know, but it, we got there, and I just remember having one other kind of moment where I, I, I kind of said to myself, I'm not going to be a martyr to business and work either. So that whole shift of time for me as well also was a time in my life where I was going, I can't change this overnight, but I want to get to a point where my work life balance is so good that I'm working so smart, but not that much and I have oodles of time with my son um, that can't happen overnight but I remember around that time as well I wrote, I write a lot as well right? so I'd write my feelings and I'd write gratitudes and stuff and I used to write how I wanted my life to look 12 months from that point then a year later I'd write how I want to look so I eventually wanted to set up the, the gyms I had said this to the lads that took over for me I'll set them up I'm not staying around for too long as the owner so then it was like working towards how I sell the company and how I get the company into good enough position to sell it working towards how I could take a career break from lecturing working towards how I can work for myself and make it knit into me in Irla's life so if he gets sick or something it's not so like oh, how am I supposed to do today so I'm kind of Fast forward nearly five and a half years and I'm kind of there now. So it's all baby steps. Like, and I just wanted to go back working for myself again. I'm just a self-employed trainer now and I did a diploma this year in business mentorship. So I started my business in executive coaching and business mentorship, which means I set up the meetings with the people I'm working with as it fits into my life. So it just it took forever to get to where I wanted to be but and I'm still working on it you know yeah but you but, sound like you're in a great position now I mean but it's taken yeah, a load of hard graft yeah yeah but it's so important that decision I think we're all as when we are sort of brought up to feel like we should be martyrs you know like we should work ourselves into the ground we should put ourselves last and you know and in the end that doesn't do anybody any good and you know I don't know if you've ever um, heard Glendon Doyle she's an American sort of thought leader and she talks about, you know, actually, it's not doing your, your children any good either if you're being a martyr because you're not, you don't want them to grow up to be martyrs and to do be living lives they're not happy in. Or, yeah. You know, so I think that, that, that decisive moment for you, was there anything that sparked that or you just... I think it was just, um, it, it probably again was the kind of uh, one day being a single mom out of nowhere kind of a thing. So that was a big one for me because it was nearly a practicality of how am I supposed to keep all this career going where I have to be so there and present in other locations so that was probably the spark for it but uh, like you just said there I, I just didn't want to be the martyr I didn't want to work myself into the ground and wake up one day when I'm significantly older going what was that about mm. what was that about I want to enjoy my life people see me as this hard worker 
I am and I am not <laughs> I'd like to think I'm a smart worker. I'd also make a great retired person. If I didn't have to work at all, I'd have my day full of activities. Do you know what I mean? It's great to it people no, do see someone like me. No, I have no interest. No, I, I wouldn't be. And you're so hit the nail on the head with the martyrdom. And especially you've both have daughters, do you? Yeah. I have a son. Now, it's the same. He needs to see it too, though, that his mom is a strong woman, she trains, she looks after herself, she works, but she's also with me an awful lot, you know, we do so much together. But if you have daughters, I think it's really important that they see that you're not treating yourself, but telling them to treat themselves with more kindness when they get older, but you're absolutely whipping yourself. So it's trying to get the balance. I mean, something, it's a thread that runs through all the conversations from the women we meet, they, they back themselves. Yeah. And I wonder, is this something you can be born with or can you develop it it's something that you can be born with um, and again people are going to believe me if I say this it's something I was not born with and I feel that it's a real um, it can be a learned behaviour so I'd like to think people can take comfort in that it can be a learned behaviour um, I you know again childhood stuff wouldn't you know I wouldn't have had the most supportive childhood or whatever so I I, I wasn't kind of getting that backing I had very nervous person, uh, believe it or not. Very nervous as a child. Never studied. Never. I, I never did put myself in a position where I nearly had to perform because I knew I'd just F it up. Um, and even in college, I was the last to hand in every assignment. I was like, I don't know how I ended up getting where I got sometimes. I just seemed, I don't know, I was a late bloomer. I feel like I just developed and got better as life went on and then I would do something right and I'd get a little bit of confidence from that and then I'd go on to something else um, I don't know how but I genuinely know I, I again I wouldn't talk you know falsely I'm, I'm being 100% honest a lot of people think she's so confident she's you know she's like she must have always been like that no learned behaviour and you know half the time absolutely like this about it but I would put on my my face about it and I'll get through it and then the fact that I got through it will give me a little bit more confidence to go again with something else um, yes those ba- baby steps again and I guess the, the sport as well and the, again that's another reason why anything being active can give you a bit more add to your self esteem yeah. as well Yeah. but just to keep I mean but that's so encouraging for all of us to think if you're not naturally that way inclined and all the things that you've done even not being psychedelic and then getting a master's and being a lecturer I should have mentioned earlier a lecturer yeah. to you for 16 years 16 I mean, years yeah this oh, is like someone told me that when I was younger I'd be like not a not a not academic like you were saying but learnt it's a learnt behaviour and we don't wake up one day with a big package of self-esteem put on our lap you have to earn it you have to prove to yourself little things over and over and over again until you actually have confidence and self-esteem and it's not always permanently there a little waver but I, I truly believe that I had to prove it to myself and do baby steps for for decades and um, that's why I love being where I am now do you know mm. the way people say oh in my 20s oh you should see me in my 20s or if only I was 20 years younger uh, don't bring me back please <laughs> leave me where I am right now and I'm looking forward to for you know future made again I'm, I'm 
encourage to you also, you know, can enjoy yourself. But and you do get to go to some bars other than bars in the gym, and maybe a bit of romance. You do. You yeah. is there time for those? There is time. I'm going on a date this weekend, actually. So yeah, oh. there is. Yeah. Tell us more. Oh, yes. No. <laughs> But I am, no, like, like very gently, like, I, it just, stuff I love to do, right? So if I loved going to nightclubs and bars, that's not a judgy thing on anyone else. That's what I do. I love going for dinners. Mm. I love going for coffees with my girlfriends individually or else them coming over of an evening. I love that kind of stuff. That's really social for me. I also, it's a necessity for me to be on my own. I get very sensory overload. Mm. Um, even no offense to poor Alirla, but even from Irla, sometimes mm. my jobs are so talky, yeah, loud. I'm the leader, I'm the presenter. I, you know, it's kind of thing that I love <clears throat> having time on my own at the weekends, just being alone, literally in my element pattern around the house. And I'm glad I isolated that that's a need for me. Mm. Love being with my girlfriends, I love to train, I love to travel. Uh, that got knocked in the head an awful lot because of COVID and then I bought a house last year so I had to really apply myself financially for a while but I'm really going to apply myself to going on little trips next year and then yeah and being open to dates or whatever like I've like I've no problem for that but it's just it took a long time to kind of create space for that but here we are well look we won't not ask it cry anymore but we'll, we'll ask our <laughs> who is <laughs> Um, I suppose one thing uh, is important to touch on is just that the, I suppose the benefits of mental health as well, and, yeah. and obviously we took all these pressures that you, you've been under, that people listening will be under, and that the benefits of that you've always talked about being strong in body and mind. Mm. So what I mean, how has it has it helped your mental health, and how do you see the benefits to clients? Of yeah, I feel like uh, I used to always be very conscious about putting it this way. Um, that it's like physical strength isn't isn't everything. You know, there's emotional strength, there's mental strength, there's, you know, strength in how good you are in your relationships with others. You know, there's so many different types of strength. But I often say, if you start with the physical, it's not a bad, it's not a bad place to start. I feel like it's just something you can kind of organise, get your head around, you know, like I said, join a club, get a train or whatever it may be. Um, and just something changes. You can see it. I've seen it in myself and I've seen it with other women when the physical starts improving and getting stronger something starts shifting up here as regards I can do more even if it's just in the gym going oh, I can't I can't I can't oh okay I did it I got it I did it you know um, it translates it bleeds into other parts of our psyche to where like I can I can I can and then if I can't it's okay I'll try again the next time so a big thing with weightlifting is failure because I've gotten myself to so strong now that I'm lifting so heavy, it's a 50-50 chance I'll make the lift or not. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like, whereas when I was more of a newbie, oh my God, I was lifting. And next week, I'll throw it up by 10 kilos, it's no problem. But then you kind of start getting closer to your ceiling. So I have to deal with failing lifts way more regularly now. And I feel like that's even helped me with, with failure in real life as well. That it's nothing to be afraid of, it's going to come. And you nearly have to go through X failures, X amount of failures to get what it was you were after. It's just a matter of time. Mm-hmm. It could be three failures to get to whatever this goal was, or it could be 12 failures to get whatever this other goal was, but you will get there. And every failure is nearly a kind of a box ticked almost along the way and a lesson learned, hopefully. So um, I feel like that side of it, which 
the resilience, the being okay with failure, the accepting yourself, but also just proving that I, I can do this, it does bleed into other things. Um, so it's a mindset thing, I think, to answer your question. And then it, they, they can link this nearly with the physiological, then it's actually just an absolute stress reliever. You know, so the nervous energy we might have that we call anxiety, mm-hmm. it needs to come out, it's there. It's, it's in your breath, you can feel it in your chest. If you physically work very hard, you'll find it, it's died down, it's, it's gone away. So I think that's it's a, such a link between the body and the mind. It's huge. Yeah. And actually, Sarah, you were saying just the other day how you felt so drained before a class. You didn't want to go. Um, I never really want to go, but I, <laughs> I always find um, that if I go, I always feel better. Yeah. And I always come out feeling high. But I, I often go in like with potholes under my eyes and going I'm absolutely exhausted yeah, yeah. I should have a t-shirt saying that but um, you know but I, I always feel much better Good. like it's yeah. sure it's proven isn't it yeah. I mean it releases endorphins you feel it's a no brainer exercise but I think for just again back to it I think we're often so overrun as mm. mothers and balancing and yeah, there's so much to it yeah. with the family that we are often exhausted by the time we go. Yeah, but the exhaustion is often in between our ears. It's not physical. Yeah, yeah. So that's why you were able to do the class and you're in better form after it. Yeah. So it's it's learning as well. Am I physically tired or am I mentally tired? So I could be there and I have a session planned out by my coach. Even if I'm competing or not, I, I have a coach because I need to be accountable to someone. And there's an app and there's a green tick every time I've done what I'm meant to do. And some days I'm like, yeah, pumped. And I'm probably pumped because I just made sure and did all the steps to make me pumped for an exercise or for a session because I have to go so heavy. I like my outfit. I have a new playlist. I know that sounds so girly, but I am so girly. And I'm just like, oh, can't wait now because, you know, whatever coming up on the playlist. Little things like that Mm. can make the difference. But other days I'm like, no. I can't, I can't move it, it's going to land on my head. I can't. And then I have to just stop myself and go, am I actually physically exhausted or am I just exhausted between my ears? And if it's mental, I just need to start. Just start. And then you'll feel better. And like you said, then you leave kind of high. You know? Always, so, yeah. yeah. Always. So it's just like going back to what we are talking about of how to do it when you're so busy and you're a mom and you're working. If, if you go step one organization where where can you pencil it in and step two is remind yourself of the high afterwards and mm-hmm. how glad you are to do it mm-hmm. and that might help you with your consistency because if your consistency then kicks in if you are disciplined enough that's the word to be consistent for a few months it really does become a thing where it's like why was I making such a big deal about this in my head months ago I've got this like you know so it's we're sick of hearing the word consistency but it does it is where it comes down to you know I don't go to the gym and do these epic sessions with all these secret exercises that no one knows about I'm doing the basics over and over and over and over again no matter how foul my mood is Um, and that's where it's at but it does it does get easier. Like, I remember being younger, and if I had a fight with a boyfriend in my 20s, I'm like, I'm not going training, I'm going to my bedroom, I can't. Do you know? Whereas now, I'm like, still like a, you know, in a really bad mood about it, but I'll go to the gym and I'll be going, I'm going, but at least I'm at the gym. Do you yeah. know that kind of yeah. way? Because, and it's not because I'm built differently. I've just been doing it for so long that when other people find that consistency, the same happens for them. Just show up no matter 
mm-hmm. what we were. Yeah. And what what do you make of walking? You know, great. Like I mean, is it? Re- it's great. Okay, to deceive uh, ourselves thinking that we. Honestly, yeah. Yeah. A little bit, right? So uh, I'm speaking now as able-bodied, healthy women. If you were to say, oh, well, I was going to go lift and we were going to a really good program, but I'll do walking instead. No. Has walking got benefits? Absolutely, right? You have the fresh air, you know, you've, you, it's good for your mental health. It's good for moderate, steady-state cardiovascular. It's not shocking, challenging, or going to change your shape, or going to build muscle. It's not going to happen. It's... It's good for you, Sarah, but is it going to yield the same results as a lot of the stuff we've been talking about today? No. Okay. No. It's good to know, though, because Just I do honest. think women yeah. do deceive themselves yeah. and go, oh, well, I did a walk this morning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's, and it's, it's good, good, but it's not ticking the boxes. And I suppose if someone's injured as well, I mean, that is the other thing we might have at this age with back problems. If we've had operations, we might not be able to do certain things. What, what, what advice... Would you have those? Like, well, for anyone that's had anything like that, like injuries or anything like that, like, again, it doesn't mean that you have to change completely what you're doing. You could, There's a way around everything. Like, for yeah. years, I just to give a quick example, I, I, in my 20s as a trainer, I was working with someone um, that had MS and she was in a wheelchair. And then it kind of got out that I work a lot with people with disabilities. So... I, it ended up that like the bulk of my client, uh, my client base had a disability, and it's amazing what you can still. So not even talking about injury, injury or disability, it's it's amazing if someone knows what they're doing, how it can be tailored around whatever is going on for that person, and that's you genuinely my answer on that. It doesn't mean there's no one that could get to the point where there's like there's nothing I can do. Yeah, yeah there's a, a way. That's brilliant, isn't it? Yeah. There's a way. Yeah. Every second person I meet now, our age, back problems seem to be a huge thing. I, I know a number of people are saying to Caroline, a number of very close friends of mine heading for back operations. They're they're mm-hmm. early forties, um. But yeah, is it from carrying young children on their hips or something? Can be that, but it's mostly what we're doing right now, sitting down. Okay. Okay, yeah. so we we sit we sit at home and we drive. So a lot of it, there's so much pressure down in our sacrums right now, just sitting. So like I, like I get slagged about it so much, even from dropping my car off to the NCT, one of the, the boys that opened the car, I saw him looking at the cushion I have. Do you know the donut cushions? Oh yeah. So like I sit on one, they're just in my car, no matter what, right? There's so much pressure. So it's, it's, it's multifactorial, Sarah, but a lot of it is what we're doing right now is, is the sitting down. And then we're hunched, our muscles are getting longer and weaker and everything's getting compressed. So it does then come back to movement, strength, mm-hmm. and like any of our bones, like our spine, like that's supported by the musculature around it and the ligaments and the tendons around it. So we have to work them. We have to pump those muscles. We have to get them strong. Squeeze you know? them. Yeah. Do you cheeks. know? <laughs> the so the back thing, again, is it just something someone should just um, be like, well, I just have a bad back. Yeah, mm. my goodness, that sort of ownership again, isn't there? But and just yeah, I've what got, I can think, you do yeah. rather than what can't you do? Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah, find a solution and take the ownership. You know, and go to the professionals. We don't know, the, you know. Like I'm not a physiotherapist. I, you know, but just you know, get pointed in the right direction and and get help that way. Yeah. You know. Well, that's great. Oh, well, I, I feel pumped just having sat here actually. Nothing. <laughs> Seven Talking. days a week. <laughs> yeah. So what are you free, mate? <laughs> you couldn't get an appointment for you here. You are, 
such a popular um I'm busy enough oh you are yeah yeah you've had the same people haven't you for I know. <laughs> 20 years we're related at this stage yeah, yeah it's it's yeah no i take pride in that like you know that it's you know i i the, the kind of adherence of people who tend to stay with me which is lovely you know that but kind of I, I said to caroline you you worked out when you go to a Maeve Frawley class. Oh, thanks, Sarah. Yeah, no, it is. It's good fun. It's like going all over. Anyone that is fun, anyone that is fun in the title of an exercise class. Yeah. it's hard. Like, like it's hard, and I'm a psychopath yeah. on technique, as you know. Yeah. I'm always like, I'd say they're just like here she goes again. But um, yeah, it's all just like nineties. Yeah, that's classic. That's about my era. <laughs> Well, I I think your popularity is testament really to to you and who you are and that you are this sort of can do attitude is is brilliant. I think it'll be infectious for everyone listening. And I think the coaching business. I wish you all the best with that and your strong on the competitions. I know you're already doing well in that field. So I wish you all the very best as you continue on. And you. you know, um, I, the world's still your oyster. We look forward to seeing what you're what you're going to be doing next. Um, okay. But thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks I so really much. enjoyed it. Yeah. Thanks, yeah. girls. We loved it as well. We'll go and pump some <laughs> <laughs> So I'll go straight to the gym. Yeah. <laughs>